Hi, this is Bill Crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. I wanted to tell you about a new program I've begun with the Foundation for Constitutional Government. It's called Conversations, and I invite leading figures in American political and intellectual life for in-depth discussions. Recent ones we've had include Vice President Dick Cheney, General Jack Keane, and Peter Thiel. You can find these and all the conversations online at our website, which is conversationswithbillcrystal.org. They're also available on YouTube and on iTunes. So if you register at the website, conversationswithbillcrystal.org, we'll send you emails to alert you to the new ones we add every two weeks. I think you'll enjoy them. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us in the Weekly Standard is John McCormick. And John, there's been a lot of talk from John Gruber, Jonathan Gruber and his allies about how dopey and dumb and clueless we voters are. But you point out that, um, that uh, Gruber himself has missed some pretty key uh, items in the Obamacare debate. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he's, you know, his, his video, the, the one especially where he, you know, says that Obamacare passed because of the stupidity of the American voter and that it was uh, written in a convoluted way so that the taxes wouldn't be scored as a tax. You know, that's gotten a lot of attention as one of the more explosive claims he's made and obvious at the surface. Um, and I think there's some truth to that. I mean, obviously, if the, if the law had been implemented in 2012 instead of 2013, all these people would have seen their premiums skyrocket. I don't think Obama would have been reelected. Um, on the other hand, I don't think the American voters were so uh, as dumb as some of these politicians were who thought they could get away with these lies. You know, people like, you know, take the tax thing, for example. I mean, Ben Nelson of Nebraska, he said he wasn't violating his tax pledge that if he voted for this law. Um, you know, Arlen Specter, he signed that same Americans for tax reform tax pledge. They both lost their jobs, and so did dozens of other Democrats in 2010. Uh, you know, people like Bart Stupak and other pro-life Democrats who said the law wouldn't pay for abortion. Of course it does. That wasn't true. They all lost their jobs in 2010. Um, you know, yeah, Democrats definitely did pretty well in 2012, kind of got a pass while, you know, the law was strategically delayed from implementation until 2013. But then in 2014, I think we had another Obamacare election uh, where that was a top issue. You know, it was the number one uh, topic in all the Republican ads in October. You know, voters still dislike it, but say it hurts them by a two-to-one margin of those who are hurt versus those who are helped. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think Gruber, you know, he's, he's spoken a lot of truth, you know, about what the Democrats really thought, what the president thought um, behind the scenes. But I think he's a little inaccurate in sort of talking about how this was written in a convoluted way, you know, because of the stupidity of the American voter. It was more written to, you know, to give these Democratic politicians uh, something to hang their hat on, some way that they could plausibly deny that they were raising taxes or funding abortion or raising premiums or any of these things that they did. Yeah, if the goal of writing the law was to write it in a way that Democrats didn't pay a political price, uh, it's uh, clearly a failure based on the fact that the uh, number of Democrats in state and federal offices at the, is at the lowest point it's been since the 1920s. So that clearly didn't work. But I want to ask you about the other stuff that the Jonathan Gruber and the team around Obamacare got wrong, either th- through attempted deception or just plain they just missed it. You know, I, I wrote a book of, uh, right when the uh, Tea Party movement was hot called That's No Angry Mob, That's My Mom, and it had an entire chapter on Obamacare and statements that the elites like Jonathan Gruber were making that my mom, that my guy who works at the gas station knew were not true. Like, this isn't going to add to the deficit. John, did Jonathan Gruber really believe the bogus math that this wasn't going to add to the deficit? Was he, Or was he just lying to himself or to the rest of us or both? Well, clearly not. I mean, that's another one. I mean, there's been so many of these quotes that have come out, but recently there was a study that came out, I believe, earlier this year that said, you know, Obamacare will increase emergency room visits, not decrease them. That was one of the many, many claims that the president himself made that 
uh, you know, this would decrease ER use by people who are uninsured and are using the emergency room as their primary uh, health care. And, you know, Gruber County said, you know, yeah, that was another misleading claim to say that this is going to save money. You know, giving people health care costs money. This is, and, and that was a misleading claim. So that's one of the many things he's he's put out there. It's become really inconvenient uh, for Democrats as, you know, now they're trying to pass him off as, you know, some random guy who wasn't even on our staff, as the president said, or as Pelosi said, you know, he didn't even help write our bill. And you go back and look at what the New York Times from 2012, and they said he, quote, unquote, helped draft the specifics of the law. And, uh, you know, I don't think anyone believes that, you know, Nancy Pelosi or President Obama has a better idea of what's actually in this law than Jonathan Gruber. I mean, Jonathan Gruber probably read at least, I don't know, some of it, uh, which is a lot more than you can say for the president or Nancy Pelosi. But there is this question when the issue of the stupidity comes up. If, there, if you know, if this was a play to give Democrats cover, as you've pointed out, it just fell apart. If it was a uh, play to gain popularity, that's not working. The new poll out today shows that its popularity, uh, the Obamacare popularity, is at an all-time low. But I'm just interested in who's calling who stupid. I mean, when you say, when you stand up in a room and you say, "Hi, I want you to give a trillion dollars to the federal government over the next 10 years and I promise you that that will actually save us money and make whatever we're doing better is there anybody in the country dumb enough to believe that Obamacare as presented was ever really going to work uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people outside the media ever believe this. I mean, even, you know, Ezra Klein was one of the most uh, influential partisan bloggers in this whole debate, talking, you know, speaking of videos where someone spoke an inconvenient truth. And Kim Kimberbrill later, he said at the time that Democrats were pursuing a quote-unquote sneaky strategy uh, just to get something passed now and that natural incentives would lead towards single payer. Um, you know, that was the thinking back then, but I just don't see how that's going to happen after the debacle. Um, in 2010, again in 2014, what the, you know, the law is at its lowest approval ever. People say more are hurt than helped by two to one margin. So um, I just don't really see that happening right now. But I think that Democrats definitely have that hope when they just thought, well, we're on the system now and that uh, will deal with the consequences later. Which is kind of like the Jonathan Gruber approach, which was to just say whatever you could say to get the thing passed and then hope nobody noticed that the math that you presented and the plans you presented didn't work. And now the Democrats are really paying a price for that short-term opportun- short opportunism. Oh, definitely. I, mean, I think they may have genuinely believed that you know, handing out money in a formal aid subsidies would have been popular, but I, just don't, I think they underestimated the fact that it would hurt more people than it ended up helping. I think they just didn't see that coming at all. A lot of the Democrats who voted for it, they just must have figured, oh, well, you know, things like Social Security, Medicare, the government ever writes a big check. It's always a good thing. But the problem is if you're just writing a check to an insurance company who's, you know, giving you a product that isn't as good as the one you used to have, that was the case for a whole lot of people um, across this country more than have been helped. It's just it's, it's not popular. The polls have shown that consistently. And uh, I think the Democrats have really had their work cut out for them for 2016 to come up with a, a plan to replace or fix this. I didn't have that in 2014 and got hammered pretty bad. And, yeah, you know, and that- hammered all the time. And that's what I like about your analysis on Jonathan Gruber, which is the uh, the net result is that the brand of both Obamacare and the premise of government-run health care have been damaged. Uh, and so it's going to be harder for that. If the theory was a nose under the tent, it's going to be harder to, to pull that deal off now because people have lost their trust in the, both the concept and the Democratic Party's ability to uh, to bring it. Thanks for your time today. We really appreciate it, John. Thank you, Michael.
John McCormick with the Weekly Standard on this podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.